The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. It's the Cigar Authority After Show, and it's brought to you by Roma Craft Tobacco. Since 2010, Mike Rosales and Skip Martin have focused on the simple and time-honored task of combining quality tobacco, experienced craftsmen, and the right amount of time to bring you cigars worthy of the legacy of the centuries of premium cigar craftsmen that came before them. Whether you are revisiting the anti-prohibition era mindset of intemperance or getting in touch with your more primal side with a Cro-Magnon and Neanderthal, you are sure to find a blend in the Romacraft house of brands that fits the exact balance of flavor, strength, and body you are looking for in that moment. When you're finally able to take a short break from the world to relax and enjoy a cigar, the last thing you need is a complicated sales pitch. Simple, yet substantial. Tobacco, talent, time. Romacraft tobacco. The after show, the after show, the after show, the the after after show, show, the after show. It's the after show. The show after the show that happened on Saturday. I know it's Wednesday. You're you're tuning in. Um, And we are talking today about uh, an email that came into us that asked us about, well, we discussed our travel humidor and what we have. And Jonathan said, uh, this is the play. This is how to do it, right? What does he say here? There's a there's a couple of things going on here. I'm, I'm yeah, a, you got a bunch of stuff on this. Yeah. So the the email with the question is David writing in, uh, and he says, "Welcome back, Barry." Here we go. So if all of you had a travel case like Jonathan, what might your three different layers contain? Given that you have a, your we had discussed sort of your cheap shit on the top. Your mediocre level. The way, and, then, and, and this is the way Mr. Jonathan does his travel humidor. Um, but as we all know, a wise guy, the beaner goes on top, right? Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember that. Right? So a wise guy puts his best on the top. So he's got his money refold, mm-hmm. and the beaner, the $100 yeah. bill goes on the top because that's how a wise guy carries his money. And the rest are all ones. It doesn't matter. Right. But, you know, we'll, let's call that it can be the wise guy. It can be the show off. Yeah, the perception is that it's all $100 bills. Yeah. Because that's what you see. You're right. Right. So some people play it up like that. I've seen a lot of that. Um, you're asking for trouble at that point because you open it up. If, if you're somebody that shares and they're going to grab one of those. Right. Um, and they're going to take two puffs and they're going to put it down. Yeah. So in my humidor at home, I have a whole half a drawer, a full tray dedicated to stuff that maybe the reps give you. They, they give you one or two cigars and I'll smoke one with them and I put the other one in the humidor. Those are ones I got for free. That's my top row, the free stuff. And what then, if it's free grates? Hang yeah. on a second. Yeah, all right. Now, the next row is called the decoy row. This is where you get someone to stop digging because they found something that is pretty acceptable. These are the $8, $9 cigars. It's not, you're not breaking the bank, but this is somebody that dug deeper into the humidor because you did say, smoke anything you want. So that's going to be- You think somebody feels funny to go to row three and then go back to row two? I don't know. that. that this never happened to me before. Okay. <laughs> There's only a handful of people that know to go to row three in my humor. Well, now all of our listeners know, but uh, yeah, that's my decoy row. I'm going to put in. And, and this is the travel humidor. It's travel humidor. Yeah. My problem with the travel humidor, I use the, um, there was a name for it. Zero. Zero Halberton. Yeah. Which was a metal case and it opened up like a book and it was five on one side, five on the other. So it opened up like a tray of 10 
at that point, and there they are all exposed. Right. And when I did tra- carry a travel humidor, and that was the days we could go to restaurants and stuff with cigars, and that's what I would take with me. And a lighter and a cutter was inside of it, and my um, 10 cigars that were there in case there were other people. I'm not going to smoke 10 cigars that night, but in case somebody else needed it. But I'll tell you what I did do, a little bit of the wise guy thing. I loaded it heavy. When I opened that thing, which was probably a $500 little travel humidor at the time anyway, I opened it up and it was the best of the best of what it was. That's a different That's a different type of scenario where you're not taking that to somebody's backyard barbecue. You're yeah. going to a cigar dinner with the intention of smoking great cigars with great friends. Yeah. Uh, people you're going to be arguing over who gets the check, you know, credit card tricks, sneaking yeah, to the waiter. Yeah, you've been there. Yeah, I have. You ever but, play credit card roulette? No. Do you know this? Credit card roulette? Yeah, for who pays? Yeah. 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 So, you throw them on the table and randomly, and somebody randomly yeah, picks one? Yeah, it goes in a dish, Yep. and then it gets moved around, and then somebody reaches in and grabs a credit card. You can put it in a glass. You can do whatever, and maybe even the, even the waiter, just grab one of those credit cards, and whoever it is ends up paying, and that's what you do each time you come out, and it's roulette, and you got a little gambling going on, and mm-hmm. somebody's paying a grand, and everybody else is paying nothing, and, <laughs> and this is it. Yeah, for me, when I had my travel humidor, I had this friend, Jimmy Ryan, let him rest in peace. He was a state trooper in New Jersey. And we would always go down there on a Friday, and we would sit at Thomas River Country Club, and we would enjoy a cigar. No matter where I had the best cigar, he would find it. Yeah. And for me and my business associate, who were true cigar smokers, I would even remove the bands and said, all right, we're going to smoke the ones without the band. So when Jimmy Ryan picks, he's not going to pick the one with the band. He would still pick the one without the band. No kidding. He would always manage to find the most expensive cigar, and he would cut it. Even trying to show him the right way to do it, he would cut a quarter inch off the cap. Yeah. And then he would cut it in half and go, I'm going to save that for later and just smoke this now. Oh, my God. And here he is doing it to like a $30 cigar. You want to kill the guy, but the guy was always picking up the tab, so Ah, you kept your mouth shut. There we go. There we go. Do you carry a travel case? I carry a travel case, but I usually only carry a 10-count case. Five and five? Uh, five and five. All right, what's on the top row? Uh, on the top row, uh, I, I usually keep the, the shorter smokes because I know there's somebody that's going to smoke a cigar that's not a big smoker. They're going to grab play. the smaller one. All right, smaller in size and bigger. Smaller in size and a little bit less expensive. You know, a great thing right now is that Aladino Vintage. Yeah. It's at six nineteen. Six See, now that's, that, those are in my decoy row because you recognize the name Aladino. So that's the second row. Yeah. That's the second row. Oh, Aladino, I've heard of that. And they grab it and it's only $6 and they're not going they, to, to the, the next sc- row, which is the- Aladino as well. Those $12. are my one-year-old $12, which are priceless at this point. Yeah, but the guy that's not a cigar smoker would probably leave those one-year-old cigars because they're longer. And, you know, the average guy will go, you know, I'll just take a small cigar, a short cigar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ed Sullivan, you I don't see you with a travel case. Do I recall way back in the day? Yeah, I mean, it, it was a different deal back in the day, but I've still got a, a 15 travel case and a 30. Okay. And generally, those only come out for a vacation now. Uh, and. I never had a strategy anyway. If I was down to, you know, one of any kind, and that's what I planned to smoke, I would just tell people, you can have anything you want except that one. Well, let, 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 me, let me preface this by, it's called a travel case because it's for when you travel. Right. It is not a lunchbox for you to take to the cigar store 
and smoke your cigars when you go to the cigar shop. I know I'm back into this. Uh, I feel like calling out Michael Damari on this, but I'm just going to leave it. Yeah, there. it is a travel case <laughs> for when you're traveling, not to go to other people's cigar stores, show off, by the way. It's another terrible thing of, look, I got this rare opus or I got this right. rare, uh, or I'm going to smoke other people's cigars in your cigar shop. Um, I, I think we're seeing less of it. Much less. So, yeah, I mean, my strategy if I'm traveling for a week is I fill up the 30 count, and then I grab a full box or something <laughs> as I start to go through. The- so let me ask you, you get your 15 count row. Are you one of those guys that take out the foam inserts and just fill it up with cigars? No. No. I, I know a lot of people that do that. No, I got all my foam inserts. Yeah. And that's the other trick because it my humidor technically has four rows, but I flip the row on the very bottom over. So I have my cigars loaded up, and then it's covered. Oh, so that's it looks the hidden like, compartment. That's the end. Like, yeah, it looks like you're at the end. And then you the really, the- you really have to know my humidor. Now that's a pro move right there. You get this, folks. Listen to what he's saying. The bottom row. You, Never would have thought to do that. The little mm-hmm. cutout where, where these things are, whatever you want, scalloped. scalloped. You put them on the bottom, and you put the scallop pot on top of it. Now you got a flat row. That's the end of it, and there's a hidden compartment. Exactly. Hidden. This is. Awesome. That is the that's, takeaway here. That's right how there. I it's play gold, it. Jerry, gold. That's gold. <laughs> I is. mean, you could go upside down all the way to the top and then just, just lay the top some, row. Yeah, but then lay some say, more on top, though, because you're still going to have more foam on top of those. So but pe- people are going to realize that something, though, at the bottom, when you've already taken two rows, you think you're at the bottom. Right. Oh, this must no, be I'm, a 10-count unit. I'm, I'm just talking <laughs> about maximizing storage, right? So if you go all upside down, then you got flat on the top. You could still lay a row there you because yeah. you're going to have foam on top Push of that down. holding it in place. You could. You get another row. So you you three rows, really four row if you know how to play that. Right. And, you know, for me, when I have the big travel humidor, half Coronas, I can get two per slot. Ah. You know, and I smoke you, a lot of those Pernomos, so I'll do usually a whole row of put those. The, put the lighter and cut it in the travel case? Never. No. No, I, I've I had have. I've had problems with it. I I would do it, but I would have problems with it that it would bang up cigars and stuff, and uncellophane cigars and all that mm-hmm. stuff. You got you got troubles. So uh, Rob writes in with a thank you on this topic. Okay, I just wanted to thank you guys for keeping, and this was uh, submitted through the contact us page of the cigarauthority.com. I just want to thank you guys for keeping the cigar smoker prepared. So today was our NYPD club fishing trip. About 100 people packed on a big-ass boat with plenty of beer, food, and, of course, cigars. So being the cigar nerd that I am, I'm ready. I have a travel humidor with a top shelf of crappy sticks. Thank you, Jonathan. Great idea. Bottom rack with all the cigars I plan to smoke. And there are more than a few people that enjoy a cigar, but because of you guys, I was the only one prepared. There we go. So it was pretty windy, and no one had an official the Cigar Authority lighter with three jets and a patented big-ass tank. Wow. I did. <laughs> did anyone have a cutter? Nope, but I did. Extra butane? I had that too. Nice. I was able to fix one of the other guy's lighters with the knowledge gained from you guys. I just wanted to say I appreciate the little I do learn <laughs> from the podcast. And toward the end of the trip, I almost had one of the guys thinking he would really enjoy putting the lid end in his mouth. Again, Thank you, and keep up the great work. Barry, I miss you. Love, Rob. The, um, 
the information provided is sprinkled in here for your entertainment. <laughs> uh, and thank you for your services at yeah. NYPD that Absolutely. gets, uh, uh, unfortunately, no respect from, from their state. Mm, I uh, back the blue. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but, yeah, be prepared. You're learning some stuff on here. This is for your benefit, um, and that's why we do it. You might, even, might not even know you're learning. All right. So we have... Uh, we have letters here for everybody. Barry and for Ed, the producer. And these wow. come by way of John Elliott in Charlottesville, Virginia. And this was hand-delivered by him. He came in to visit the store and buy some cigars. From Virginia all the way up here. He was... Uh, was he disappointed? He was not disappointed. He was not disappointed. <laughs> was not disappointed. Did you show him the studio? I showed him everything. So I don't know. Is this a nice thing or was he just too cheap for the stamps? <laughs> well, he was, he got on a plane and flew up here. Cost more than the friggin' fifty cent stamp. How much is a stamp, by the way? I believe no he idea. drove. I think they're forty five cents or something. Really? No, they're over fifty. They're f at least fifty. We four yeah. poor people here. We have no idea what a stamp is. In Nashua, we send Freddie to the post office. How uh, much is a U.S. postal stamp? We're looking that up as we speak. Dear Mr. Jonathan, I wanted to share with you my appreciation for how you will go the extra mile to bring light and levity to the show. Your knowledge drops on the Cigar Authority are priceless. One in particular that really helped me was the way to reduce cigar breath by using floss, an electric toothbrush, and TheraBreath. I like the energy that you have with the other hosts, especially Barry. The Cigar Authority is a great show, and that is due to the cast and crew that make it happen. I wanted to offer up an idea for a future show. Perhaps on a future show, you could all share how it is that you came into the cigar business. I know bits of how uh, of how have been talked about over the years, but for instance, how did you, a DJ, come to be the manager at Two Guys? Thank you for your contributions. Sincerely, John Elliott from Charlottesville, Virginia. I, I think Dave couldn't find anybody else. No, I think that's, that's the, the way I remember He was it. literally at the bottom of the barrel. Right. There. By the way, a stamp is 55 cents. 55 cents oh. for a stamp. I can't derive 55, but I can <laughs> I can get postal delivery for 55. I'm not going to forget that. Um, handwritten note. Very awesome. It says a lot, man. For, that's a gentleman's move. That's an old school. Each of us. It wasn't just one message personalized yeah and, and it's not a short one i'm not going to read this whole thing there's a lot of personal stuff that i don't want to get into <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's if, if he was saying something bad about me i'd read the whole thing out loud and stuff but he's saying all nice things uh which is very nice uh john elliott uh thank you and um I'm, i wish i had the chance to meet you when you came up obviously i was doing something or jonathan would have uh yeah you were in the middle of uh Two back-to-back -back meetings. Okay. Um, but very awesome. Uh, and we're going to consider all these things because he has, for a future show, uh, a thought here too. So uh, first day opening two guys in New Hampshire, uh, which was incidentally um, 25 years ago that mm -hmm. we opened in uh, New Hampshire coming right up. Uh, I think it was October. Um, so this October is 25 years in New Hampshire, 35 mm -hmm. years uh, overall. So uh, there we go there. Uh, incidentally, today also is uh, August 1st, and it is 25 years for Ed Santa Maria. Mm. Oh, no mm. kidding. Two guys smoke shop. 25 years he worked for me. I'll give a, a, a thumbs up to Ed Santa Maria. Poor bastard. 25 years. And before him, his mother worked for me, uh, probably maybe eight years before that. 
until I sold one of the stores, and she stayed along with that store. And then when Ed turned, um, got out of high school, uh, his mother, Marie, said, do you have anything for him? That was 25 years ago today. And I said, sure, have him come down. He ended up going to the Everett store, and I was in the East Boston store. And then I went, he's standing there waiting for me. And then I had to come go get him over there. And I said, okay, come over. I don't, I don't know if he ever worked a day in Everett. We took him over to East Boston. When we moved to East Boston to New Hampshire, I asked everybody uh, within our stores, whoever wants to come, um, we're moving. And only one person did, and that was Ed Santa Maria. Mm. And he moved. Um, he was probably a few months that he was in with us there, went through uh, college while he was with us, and after college, hey, Ed, what do you want to uh, work uh, what do you want to do after this? And he said, I'd like to stay on board. Who the hell would have thought 25 years yeah. and still stay on board? And he's still staying on board. And now his son, Nicholas, mm -hmm. is uh, an employee, 16 years old. He's a part-time employee working for us, the third generation. So uh, something good's going on there. So thank you, Ed Santa Maria. Uh, thanks for 25 years, and I hope for another 25 years more. I remember when we hit our 25th anniversary of Two Guys Smoke Shop, I said, uh, well, I won't see you guys on the 50th anniversary. I don't see that happening. We gave silver bars away mm, at that I anniversary still have one. party. Um, and everybody said, oh, I can't wait for the 50th. We'll give gold bars away. Well, we're getting closer. Could, could it's happen. 35. It could have 15 more years. I, I don't know. That's going to be an expensive yeah. uh, right, right. <laughs> you, you better start saving for that I one. I know. I know. You should probably buy them now. Gold keeps going up. It keeps going up anyway. So uh, thank you, John, for that. Do you want to share anything that John says with you? Uh, bullet points. He's one of the few guys that actually appreciates my humor. Um, <laughs> thank you, I guess. You, nice to know somebody's warped just like me. But, but he says he's one of the few guys. Well, no. He said that he appreciate, he likes my humor, so oh, he has to be right. one of the few. All right. And uh, he would love to know uh, you and I one day a possible show idea talking about our experiences creating our own cigars. Hello ah. and Garofalo. Mm. All right. Okay. How that about you, Ed Sullivan? Want to share anything? He here? just really says that I am the best. <laughs> I'm fantastic. Um, he asks, he starts out by asking if I am related to the actor Ben Stein. Uh, I see why. Uh, All any, right. Anyone? Anyone? Bueller. Oh, because Bueller. I'm saying Barry Stein. We got no, the no. wrong guy. And you got Ed Sullivan. No, uh, he has that dry, monotone, deadpan, monotone right. delivery. Exactly. That's ah, what he's getting at. He says uh, he um, wonders if I could uh, sometime explain a little bit about what goes on behind the scenes and what is involved in producing shows like TCA. Ah, and many others. Yeah, but should we be giving away trade secrets? I'm okay with that. I, I help anybody yeah. who asks. You yeah. know, it's better if everybody sounds good. There we go. Some, some, here's an insight thing. Sometimes before the show is better than the show itself. Yeah. The pre-show? Do we need a pre-show, <laughs> <Yeah>. Dave? <laughs> some stuff happens before the show. Some stuff, if you've come in and sat during breaks, yeah. and if you can read lips, you can go to... Um, Watch us on Facebook or YouTube and yep. try to read our lips, but some gold comes out of that. And, I would say. And we say right before the mics go back on, okay, we're not talking about that. <laughs> Don't bring that up or something. We've got to start, we got to start doing the Belichick and covering our mouths <laughs> when, when we're saying some of this stuff. I, I do just want to say I really appreciate John taking the time. Absolutely. To all, all, the, all these letters and hand-delivered. And um, you know what wasn't on here? But. 
You know, usually somebody says something but, nice to you yeah. and then says, oh, I think you do a great job. And they, but, well, and then there's the uh, problem I have with And these may be the only ones Ever. that never had a yeah, but. no but. <laughs> I like the fact, you know, John Elliott, Charlottesville, Virginia. Now there's something positive in our minds about Char- Charlottesville because of what happened a couple yeah, of years yeah, ago. Yeah, no. yeah, so, yeah. That, no. So that's awesome. He didn't even mention your mental illness, Nothing. Right? There's no Nothing. mental illness. It's, it's all positive <laughs> stuff, and that's why it I don't read mean, it out loud because it's <laughs> It doesn't very mean nice. that it's not there. He no, just no. didn't mention it. Well, which is very nice. It is nice. <laughs> and and they came all the way up here. Imagine that I'm sure that he had no business here in Salem, New Hampshire. So maybe he had business in Boston, which is 30 mile, miles south of us. And then to say, okay, I'm I'm getting in an Uber or I'm renting a car how, or whatever. How old was he, Jonathan? Um, Ballpark. Mid-40s would be I my guess. I was thinking maybe he was a retired postal worker that missed delivering the mail. Oh, there we go. <laughs> um, t-shirt size? Uh, maybe XL. Okay. <laughs> See, I didn't say I didn't ask if you were a fat guy. I asked what your t-shirt size was. You saw how I interview people, right? I get my answer without oh, asking yeah. a question. That's You're how we do that. Great interview. There we go. We got Sarah coming on the seventeenth. That she starts nice. working on the seventeenth. Where's she starting? Uh, she's going to start here because uh, we we put her through what we call the Jonathan. We put her through and uh-huh. see if she can make it through the first week or so. Yeah. Without crying, yeah, some quitting. Some don't make it an hour. I don't no. think we no. had we had That's one that quit in the parking lot, which yeah. Uh, yeah. Jonathan let. He didn't quit. You fired him. I met him in the parking lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he never made it in. That no. was his first day as a manager. First huh. day, right? First day. I only lasted because you relocated him to Salem. Here we go. Although. And I'd love to blame Jonathan for the one who said I need to go out to my car for a minute and he never wasn't came even there. back, but he wasn't a part I of that. I think he only met him once, maybe at the anniversary party. Well, that'd so. do it. He was nervous when we started talking to him about drug testing, and then he disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> it's a true story that somebody working in the store on a Monday came in, worked for a couple of hours, mm-hmm. and then said, I got to go grab something in the car, went out to the car. And never came back. <laughs> Except to collect his last check. But that took a while, for three, too. For three hours. Yeah. Because he only put three hours in that week. I would leave it on the table, not to come in with my well, head down of, yeah, but what are he, you talking he about? He was out of work. He probably needed the money. Yeah. Because there was no other job. That's a guaranteed exit interview right there if you walk out without getting the final <laughs> check. Or, or leaving a forwarding address. Boy, I'd, I never got to talk to him besides the anniversary party, but I at the anniversary party before it started, I said, hey, what do you think? He was working for a few weeks or something. I said, you know, I'm going to come down and spend some time with you, but uh, what do you think it's so far? No, I like it. Oh, it's good. I said, well, today has nothing to do with that. It's, you know, craziness mm-hmm. that we have, but we'll, we'll get back to normal tomorrow, and tomorrow never came. <laughs> That was that was it. That's it, and that's it for the after show. So um, next week, what are we what are we doing next week? Are we getting into Lanceros? Great. This is um, perceived as great by some, sells like shit by others. And uh, what do we really think of it? We're going to dig into Lanceros next week. I, I was in Nashua yesterday and smoked a Lancero. You did? Okay, I we're said, just warming up. And I said, don't tell Dave. No. I said, but, but, I, you, but he's right. I bought one. I wasn't going to buy a box. Yeah, buy a box afterwards. And <laughs> no. You, you know, what would you do in your travel case with Lanceros? You'd have right to have top a, row. T- ten in a row of yeah. five, right? Get him out of here. All right, that's it for the after show. We'll see you next week with Lanceros. Put the lid in your mouth. You might like it. Thank you.
The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.